You are listening to the Talking Tough Podcast, the world's toughest men and women at their most vulnerable. Their stories of triumph, their falls from grace, and their climb back to the top, to life. This is Rick Bassman here for Talking Tough on the Podcast One Network. Hey, everybody, it's Rick Bassman here on Talking Tough. It's a beautiful fall day up here on Maui, up in the wilderness of Maui. It's about 74 and sunny with a slight breeze. I love giving the weather report for my friends who are already freezing there. You know what's off back east. I know it's not nice, but when you live here, you got to do it. Um, it's been uh, it's been a crazy, surreal week. A um, couple of things going on. I want to mention them quickly and then get to our guest, who I'm really excited about having on today. So first of all, those of us who follow us, and there's more and more of you, thank you. You know that my, my number one boy, Ramon, passed uh, a few months ago. And my, I'm gonna call my other number one pup, Gogo. You all know Gogo. Uh, we found out yesterday that she has a large, fast-growing malignant tumor in her neck. Uh, we're, on the, um, we're on the countdown days for her right now. I've got her lying under my chair right now. I'm keeping her close and uh, keeping her comfortable and just appreciating every minute I have with her. It's a, it's a tough one. So if, uh, if I'm a little distracted today, you guys know me and my dogs, you, you know why. Uh, the other one is this, and it's particularly uh, fitting that we have on the guest we have on today, who is known in the celebrity world for being like the, the celebrity guy, manager, agent, producer, uh, We'll get to that more in a moment, but also recently put out a book about his uh, his spiral into addiction and recovery from it. And uh, it's an amazing, amazing book. Uh, John, you know me, I don't normally prepare too much for these interviews. I know my uh, subjects pretty well. Um, our subject today, I'm not ready to bring them on just yet, but our subject today, Darren Prince, is a guy I, I really only know in passing. So I don't have that deep personal relationship with him I do most. So I thought, John, I would actually read his book, and it is an incredible read, and it just gives you a whole different look into this guy's character. The reason I say fitting for being on today is this. You all also know that I battle my demons when it comes to addiction and whatnot. I'm about three and a half years off of opiates right now. I don't think I'll ever go back, but as Darren, I'm sure, will we'll echo, you can never say never. We can't say, I got this. That's a common refrain in the recovery rooms. We have to always keep working at it. But here's the, uh, the problem or challenge, if you will. Uh, three and a half years ago, when I went off of opiates, I started a, I don't want to call it a drug. Let's call it a thing called Kratom. Some of you will know Kratom, some of you won't. It's uh, something people are using to get off of narcotics and to uh, help with opiate addiction. And I have to admit, I'm feeling like I'm pretty addicted to Kratom right now, and Red Bull, and sugar, and coffee, uh, and Afrin, another great thing. So I've been preparing for a detox. I've got everything purchased I need in my kitchen to be healthy. I've got no more of that stuff left. So tomorrow I go into crazy cold turkey detox. Might not be the recommended way to do it. But I'm going to want to ask some advice of our guest on that today, as well as hear some of those amazing stories that he's picked up, no doubt, in his travels around the world. So enough of me rambling. So glad to welcome and bring on today, Darren Prince. 
Thanks for having me, bud. Appreciate it. Uh, really glad to have you, Darren, man. How are you doing? I'm great. You know, hanging in there. All's good. You know, good. I think uh, I tell people all the time, you know, you can either use this time to create a bad version of yourself or embrace it and reinvent yourself and uh, create the best version. And, you know, fortunately, I have professionally and personally. What um what is creating the best personal uh, version look like right now? Is there a routine? Uh, what are you doing? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I, I, I work out six days a week. I have two big balconies in, in my apartment here, and I've got all my free weights. So I start the day with that. I make sure I do three to four Zoom 12-step meetings a week with my spiritual brothers and sisters around the country. Always, you know, doing press and interviews. If it's not related to Prince Marketing Group and the clients I represent, I always find, you know, the, the opportunities to do so when it comes to the world of recovery and wellness, because that to me is the greatest gift that I'm able to be a voice now to help people struggling during times like this. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I think being of service, as we call it, there, there's no better feeling. And it not only helps the people that we're reaching out to, it helps ourselves. Isn't that right? Exactly. 100%. As we, you know, as you know, the saying goes, you can't keep it if you don't give it away to others, right? Ain't, ain't that the truth, my friend? I, I want to get deep into that subject in a moment. Let me let me ask you about something really important first. Please tell me about Rodney Frazier, G Monster, Marshmallow Prince, if you would. Well, my, you know, I'll say a little prayer for your pups. He's up behind me right now. My fur baby, my fifty-five pound sharp. Hey, where is he? He's he uh, is. you know, that that that. Yeah, they're, they're the best. I mean, he's got his own shrine right here. There's a painting up there that yep. my boy Patrick and Nino's incredible artist gave me for my 50th birthday. Um, they're the best. I mean, you know, they're, they're, there's nothing like dogs or pets in general. It's only my second dog. I had a Sharpay that I named after Mike Tyson. I named him Tyson. I got him in 1995. He, I think about 11 and a half, he passed. And I said, you know what? I'll never do this again. The emptiness, the pain, it's so not worth the, you know, all the years of enjoyment. And just like any true pet owner, you get through it and you get ready and you get prepped emotionally. And eight years ago, I picked up this guy from the same breeder, Tuck and Roll Acres in, uh, in Oregon. And uh, he's the best. He's the mascot around the office. Everybody loves him. All my clients have met him. Um, very different demeanor for, for a typical Sharpe. Super protective. Uh, but I'm proud of him. If you followed me on Facebook, he was just announced the Picasso Pet of the Month, the new building I moved into. So he's got his picture up in the elevator and he's on their Instagram page. So he's uh, might be about a, at eight. He's 56 human years. He could be a 56-year-old dog supermodel now. So we're pretty pumped. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, I did see that. Uh, I did see that post on your Lost on sound. And uh, we're back from uh, momentary technical difficulties, but uh, I've been assured by the amazing John Paz of Two Man Power Trip that we are golden now. So, uh, Darren, hey, here we are. We were, we're all good, man. We got nothing but time. We're good. Good, good. You know, it just occurred to me, man. We have um, we have quite a few things in common. I mean, we're we're both reasonably looking, good looking, bald guys in their fifties. There you go. There you go. Yeah, I'm, I'm balding. I actually like shaving it all off, but a bunch of my friends and family members have been telling me to grow what I have left. So the past six months, I'm kind of letting it grow in. I buds a little bit. It 
throws back a little. I buzz it. I love the ball look. You know, I I have to say, I I hate to admit it, this sounds a little fanish, but I was inspired by Steve Austin about twenty some years ago, yeah, right yeah. when he kind of made it cool. And that and did I I fought the hair battle from the time I was nineteen, and uh, at about. 40 years old, I said, man, or whatever I was, I'm, I'm done. That was it. And, you know, <laughs> good for you. It's, it's all good. It's all good. So, man, you're yeah. looking good. You're, you're, you're feeling good. You are, you are clean of opiates. That's yeah. no small thing, as I know. Let, let me ask you, you know, you probably heard my intro. I talked a bit about Kratom, yeah. if you're familiar with that. Uh, you spoke uh, in your book about Suboxone. Mm-hmm. And Suboxone, for people who are not initiated to this world, although most of our listeners are, it's a what we call a halfway drug. Some of us call it a halfway drug to get off of heroin and opiates. What was your experience, not only with Suboxone, but what's your viewpoint on, on tapering off by using other substances versus just quitting? Well, I'm, I'm all for it. I think you're likely of success if you have an intermediate drug or an opiate blocker is um, pretty much required. My thing was, and uh, Dr. Drew Pinsky, who's a dear friend, called me in 2005 or six to get Dennis Raman on Celebrity Rehab because he got in some trouble with the law. He knew the LAPD, he got other couple of celebrities to, you know, join the Pasadena Recovery Center or, or, or come get treatment and the judge was allowing it. And here I am, I thought I was you know, doing amazing. And at the end of the call, I go, you know, doc, I'm, I'm sober myself. And he's like, good for you. He goes, how much time do you have? And I said, I just celebrated a year. And he's like, uh, what were you addicted to? I was like, you know, oxys, Percocet, and Vicodins. I've just been on Suboxone now for a year. And you could hear like a, a, a pin drop. He was like, you've been on Suboxone for a year? Is Darren, you're more addicted to that now, I bet, than the hard stuff, because that is going to be a hell of a time getting off the Suboxone. And that was a whole second round of hell for me, because, you know, it took me probably another year and a half until July 2nd, 2008, where I finally got clean and everything. Now, my personal opinion, if somebody's living a good, healthy, spiritual life, and it's not unmanageable, and they're not powerless, and they're going to meetings, and they're dealing with that psychologist, and they're they're sending a message out there to help other people and your life is manageable. Somebody tells me they have two years and on Suboxone. I think they're clean. I think to me, the first two things are the unmanageability and the powerlessness. And if that little nugget, that little, you know, extra something, you know, gets you right side and has you living a productive life. I I've got no problem with it. I've met plenty of people in the rooms of recovery that have told me they've been on methadone or Suboxone and, who am I to judge? Like I said, if they're stand-up citizens and uh, doing the next right thing as often as possible, and you're not lying, cheating, stealing, breaking the law, if it works, you know, God bless you. I'm not going to judge you for it. So you said we thank you. You said we could talk about anything. Nothing was off limits. So yeah. I, I told you we go deep and ask hard questions. So here's a good one. Here's a good one for you. Then I, I know that while you were using, you were exceptionally high functioning mm-hmm. no doubt about that uh, i don't know you well as i mentioned in the introduction i know i i know your reputation and your reputation to, to my understanding has always been one of very high character and, and i mean that sincerely i do 
I wouldn't say anything uh, here that I wouldn't say off uh, off screen. So if you're high functioning and your character is good, why then is it not okay to keep doing opiates or whatever else? Because for me, what was once living to use turned out to using to live. Okay. And even though we're doing millions of dollars in business representing some of the most iconic people in the world, I lost myself. I lost the sense of Darren Prince. And from the outset, everybody thought I had it all. And on the inside, I wanted to kill myself. I, I did not want to wake up the next morning. Um, I got to a place that was so dark uh, and I had no clue how it got there over those 24 years that I should be going to bed at night with a huge smile on my face. And all I was was living an insane double life. Obviously, there's a function, there's a such thing as high functioning addicts and alcoholics. Very few people in my life even knew how bad it got outside of my now ex-wife who I was with at the time and maybe my mom and dad and Steve who runs my agency who I've known since I was 10 because I was embarrassed. I don't, I don't want to talk about this, this crap. Look at me. I'm the big time freaking super agent with all the freaking clients. No, I, 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 I was a freaking joke living a double life that couldn't go two hours without putting opiates in my system until I found a 12 step meeting on July 2nd, 2008 on a Sunday night in New York city. And I surrendered with every fiber of my soul and, um, you know, knew that the gig was up. I was given the gift of desperation and slowly, but surely I regained the power of choice back in my life. And then once a month became months and then a year, I realized that hope and recovery was beginning in my life. And to keep it, as we said, I got to give it away to others, other people. But I mean, look at all the celebrities and the athletes and musicians, you know, they're super mega talented. A lot of them can do world tours and sell out stadiums and you know, doesn't mean you got your act together behind the scenes. You know, I couldn't speak, talk, walk, get on the phone, get on a plane, nothing without getting high for 24 years. Every single thing I did in my life revolved around making sure I didn't eat too much so I can get the full effects of the pills. Um, if I if I did eat too much, I had to get to the bathroom, make sure I chopped it up good enough. So I snorted a combination of the three of them uh, on my mouth, like a Coke addict and rub it. I mean, it was absolute insanity. I'm on the phone with, with my boys and some of my agents at nine, 10 o'clock at night, having a regular conversation, putting the cordless on mute. And, uh, you know, I literally have a CD uh, cover out with, you know, oxys, you know, chopped up and Vicodins and Percocets. And, you know, again, thinking the joke was on everybody else. The joke was Darren Prince. And I'm just, uh, I'm nodding and smiling because there's not one thing that you just said that I cannot personally relate to. Um, wow. The, yeah, you're, you're, you're bringing it home for me right now. I haven't really talked to anybody on this level for a while. I'm, uh, I'm up in the hinterlands of, of Maui here and admittedly I've gone away from the meetings. I just did my first one again yesterday for the first time in, uh, in gosh, five months, six months there. Thanks. So it's good. Last it's good time, to last time I, last time I was there, Maui and Honolulu have amazing, uh, beach meetings which was unbelievable. I'd go every morning, eight, nine o'clock. There was a clubhouse in Maui, I remember. Mm -hmm. um, I forget which street it was on and a brown clubhouse and you walk to the back back and it's like this nice living room set up. Cause to me, you know, it's like to have that connection with all the traveling I'm doing to the greatest thing in the world to walk into a, a home, a church, a temple, a banquet hall with complete strangers and you don't know anybody, but you know every single person there. And you're not home, you're not at home, but you're right at home. You know, because I could forget, I could forget 
you know, 12 years doesn't mean anything. I got the moment of right now. And so do you, I've had, I've heard people in meetings. I've heard interviews with people, you know, counting days, weeks, months that, you know, I take more from that than I have for people sharing in a meeting that's got 30, 40 years. There's a lot of people that have double digits and decades. I wouldn't want anything of what they have, you know, because it's, it's not just putting down the drink and the drug and the substance. It's getting right within us. It's finding that hole in our soul and what caused us to have the personality defects in the first place. Because, Rick, here's the thing. You and I didn't get addicted to opiates and the drugs and the booze and everything else. You and I got addicted to the escape of life. Absolutely. Like most addicts do. We get addicted to that feeling of get me the hell out of here so I can get my head to a place where I think it's where I need to be, which is a complete facade. Well, as uh, as we say, alcohol and drugs is but a symptom of the larger problem. You no. Know? Yeah. And uh, I think this is really good for people to to hear this, Darren. I, I think uh, especially now, and I'm sure you're probably a lot more up on this than I am, but statistically, we know that depression, addiction, all, all of that is on a very precipitous rise right now because mm -hmm. so many people are, are shut in and locked down. So yeah. it, it, it sounds to me like you you talk about this stuff a lot. As I mentioned, I, I'm so thankful you did this interview because I know you are requested all the time and you're, you're doing a lot of these. But if you're talking to somebody, you've got a great message for the masses, no doubt about it. If you're talking with somebody one-on-one -on -one right now and they are shut in, and they think they've got it, what can you tell them that would be really helpful to them in this moment? Um, you know, I think I just wouldn't give up and, and understand that if, if you need help, if you're somebody like me that has to put something in your system to take that edge off, if you're somebody that has to make sure that nobody understands the capacity or the magnitude of what you're doing to live this life, it's a problem not a normal way of thinking and it's a matter of having the courage and speaking up to people you can trust um and just saying look i need help we all need help you know 12 and a half months sober whatever those plenty of days you know i need help and, and, and for me for people that are out there struggling really i've learned that we're not responsible for our thoughts but we are responsible for how long you want to think those thoughts that as adults as human beings we should have enough tools and understanding on how to get out of our own way. And look, I can roll around a problem for half a day if I want. Energetically and spiritually wise, it's not going to do anything for me. So what I like to do is be of service and not just people in recovery. I've got plenty of friends, family members, coworkers, corporate clients, celebrities that I know might be having a tough day, a tough week, a tough month, something going on. I'll reach out for them. And just like that, that little act of, um you know of service takes me right out of myself and a lot of times after doing that for you know three four five minutes i didn't even know what the heck the problem was before that i was rolling around in my head you know it's just a matter of making that shift you know a lot of times you know uh i, I would think that you know aa means attitude adjustment after a while and uh the 12 steps man you know it like i know it and they are all 12 steps for living your best spiritual, peaceful, healing life. There's only one step that's got any mention of drugs or alcohol, and that's in the first step. First if you take that word out, the entire universe right now can benefit from the 12 steps to energetically get yourself to that best life that you deserve, to be the best version of you, to bring others up around you, and to know how to deal with life on life's terms without freaking out like most of us do or 
you know, how teeing off on people. You know, I, I, I just love for me the, the whole spiritual component because, you know, my sponsor told me years ago, my first year sober, I didn't ego the size in New Jersey. And then my buddy Dan Rogers, who uh, Kenny's nephew, Kenny just passed away. He was down in Newport Beach. He's another one of my spiritual brothers for 32 years. And we met by chance at uh, the Newport Beach uh, clubhouse, that legendary one that's been down there um, forever. And, um, you know, he told me this is an ego crushing fellowship and commitment. You're going to stay committed. You're going to stay part of this fellowship. You got to check your damn ego at the door, oh. you know, and that's what does it for me. Cause you know, when my time comes and I'm not here anymore, man, I'll tell you right now, God willing one day at a time. And it's another 30, 40 years. I don't have to worry about it. I don't need anything mentioned about my accomplice personally. Cause that, that's not who I am. You know, that's not what defines me. You know, my athlete icons, Ollie, Frazier, Magic, Hulk, you know, all, all, all these guys, you know, Charlie Sheen, um, Chevy Chase, they're the ones who became them long before Darren Prince. I just managed to um, understand how to manage special talents. To me, my biggest accomplishment as far as it was, I'm a degenerate drug addict tr fighting one day at a time to give this gift to the world and, and help touch and change and save a life. And I have a feeling with your listeners, we might just accomplish that with one person. And if we did, you and I did God's work. That That is always the goal, my friend. And, and you know, I took so much away from what you said. Two, two things specifically, at the risk of just repeating or parroting what, what Darren said, is I've always believed, as you said, 12 steps, I think is a great recipe for life for everybody, whether you're an addict or not. I think every human on this planet could benefit by that. I really do. And you mentioned up front, that you're doing a lot of Zoom meetings now. So anybody that's watching us right now, that means they have an internet connection, and that means they too could partake in of a Zoom meeting, whether or not that people think, I think sometimes believe you have to be a member, quote unquote, uh, but anybody could do a search, A-A-N-A-C-A, -A -A, whatever your yeah. thing of choice is, and partake in a meeting later today if they wanted to, could they not? Absolutely. They're everywhere now. You know, it's been it's been a, a great blessing. The only state I know that's had in-person meetings that I've been to a couple, uh, not that I'm traveling as much as I used, used to, but I usually do, is Florida. I've had the ability to go, you know, it's probably three or four of them in Florida. And um, yeah, you know, it, there's such an emphasis right now on people, you know, all the craziness going on in the world and most people not living their best lives. Like we're not going to ever have this opportunity again. And, um, you know, it's it, be of service, you know, keep pushing forward, you know, be honest with yourself. Cause if you can't be honest with yourself, you're going to be bullshitting everyone else and just know that this too shall pass. And if you're doing the right thing, I truly believe that God just rewards you just by default for doing the right thing. Well, and, uh, you know, it, you know, I, I, I believe in karma. Um, I wrote this book and walked away from an advance and funded it myself. And, um, you know, it did absolutely incredible international bestseller in poor countries. And right now we, we ship them out for free. We ship dozens of hardcover books, shipping everything covered because, you know, I don't write this, I didn't write aiming high to make money. I didn't, you know, I didn't come out with my story as probably the only agent, at least in this city that could actually do so because I'm blessed to own my own agency and my clients have all supported this journey. Um, I didn't come to pat myself on the back because really at the end of the day, man, 
when I think about it, it's like, are people really commending me and tell, good job, you're finally behaving like a normal sober adult and you celebrated 12 years. I got to remember that because the average person that doesn't suffer from addiction and alcoholism, you know, they don't understand that. You and I know as spiritual brothers, it is a huge friggin' deal. And we know what we have to do to keep this gift and, and help others with it. And um, you know, like I said, it's the greatest thing I've done for myself for the longest amount of time. And you know, I've never been in a better place. And uh, you know, it's a, it's a blessing to be here. I'm glad this is the way my Friday is gonna end because I didn't get to a Zoom meeting today. Yeah, and you're being of service right now. There's no doubt about it because we even reached one person today. And and you've brought you've brought that phrase up numerous times now, being of service. And one thing, Darren, we love to advocate for on Talking Tough because people often write and ask, well, how can I be of service? You know, when you're stuck, you're stuck. You know that it's sometimes difficult to know what, what your next step is in, in anything. So what yep. we love to recommend is this again. If people are watching now, it means they're on the internet. A lot of people use Facebook these days. I use it for business. I, you and I both post amazing photos of our dogs on Facebook. Yeah, um, yeah. I, always, I always tell people, look at Facebook. Read some of the posts there. There are so many people posting about their pain now. Reach out to somebody, not with certainly not with judgment. Reach out and be an open book and say you're here to help and to listen. And, you know, when, when I'm feeling the need, I'll do that and reach out to people I know or don't know and have made so many connections that way. And I, I like to think have been of service and have been of at least some help in doing that. So if people out there listening, if you're if you're stuck or, or challenged or wondering what to do next, there's that's one suggestion for you. I like to make that one. So, Darren, you uh -oh. said your clients, all, your clients all supported you. Everyone, every client, every one of them. It was, uh, you know, it was the most amazing experience from the time that I got sober to after my dad passed away in February, 2017, he was my biggest supporter and closest friends and a business mentor in my teens and twenties. And eventually I started my agency, um, which I did on my own. Um, he was just so proud, but nothing made him more proud than the fact that he got his sober son back for eight and a half years and uh, he just passed suddenly. And, you know, I just started getting these signs and Anna David, my amazing publisher, uh, we connected on Instagram. I got honored by Turning Point, New Jersey's largest drug and alcohol rehab center. I was the uh, annual recipient of the Hope and Recovery Award. And I spoke in front of maybe eight, 900 people. Dr. Oz called the rehab and they put me on. And uh, there was all these amazing things happening. I had a relationship with Donald Trump before he was President Trump from Celebrity Apprentice and booking clients on there and doing some business with them. And his executive assistant, long time, you know, PA, reached out for me and said, uh, he's gonna really be getting behind an opiate epidemic push. Would you be willing to help the White House um, administration and speak to kids and get this message out there? I was like, wow, this is, all this has happened four or five months after my dad passed. And um, when the book idea came up, the first person I talked to was Magic because I wanted him to write the forward. And you know, it was my first and biggest client and dear, dear family friend. And uh, he was so proud we wrote a, we were at the, a hotel in Miami um, in, in South Beach and uh, we just had an event that he finished and I walked him back to the room and I told him and he just lit up like a Christmas tree and said, you know, man, baby boy, I'm so proud of you because and you're going to touch and change the world with this book and you're really going to help and change and save lives. And uh, I was nervous and I asked him, I go, look, 
I said, honestly, I'm shaking right now. I didn't even know why, but would you do me the honor of writing the forward? I know you don't do them often. And he's like, I would be so pissed if you didn't ask me to write the forward. Of course, I'll do it. And, uh, you know, Jeannie Busso, I loved it that the Lakers owner, Mark Cuban, uh, you know, Ric Flair, Rodman, um, Kevin Harrington, the Shark Tank judge. There's so many just incredible testimonies that uh, people gave me. Chris Heron, who, in my opinion, nobody does it better in the world of recovery, the ex-Boston Celtic. And, um, you know, it's uh, it was just unbelievable. It made me think, like, I could do, like, a 10, 50, $100 million business deal. And there never would have been the admiration as uh, me coming out and telling my story to help change and save some lives. So you, your recovery now and, and the lives you're touching, this is, this is interwoven with the daily fabric of your life now and your business, it sounds like. you. Let me ask you that. Here's a way to put it. I know who you are. Everybody on here watching right now knows who you are. If you walked into a room and got up on a stage in front of however many people who never heard of you before, never seen you, don't know a word about you, what would you tell them? How would you introduce yourself? I'd say I'm Darren Prince. I'm 12 plus years sober from an opiate addiction. It's the biggest accomplishment in my life. And I'm here to help for my experience, strength and hope. If anybody's got a problem, I'll be right over there when we're done or we can start a Q&A now because I did 57 speaking engagements last year. I've spoken to crowds as big as five or 6,000, as small as 100. And there's nothing better in the world than being so transparent because I know in that moment I am going to have the opportunity to see the lights come on in somebody's eyes because they're going to connect and they're going to feel something where that suit of shame can come off of them and they can slowly start stepping into the real version of themselves for some God-given words that were put into my mouth in that moment from God. And I've seen it time and again, and it's the most exhilarating, euphoric, incredible feeling I've ever had in my entire life. And, uh, you know, I finally developed that self-esteem that I didn't have, even when I was so-called on top of the world, like, you know, Ollie Frazier and all these guys. And I got it from doing esteemable acts. I got it from giving this away and speaking to people and taking out uh, calls in all hours in the night and responding to people in Italy and the UK and uh, Australia. I get so many messages on Instagram, DMs and Facebook and my website. And, um, you know, that that was my purpose. You know, Darren Prince and the agent and Prince Marketing Group, like I said, that was my job. But I believe that platform was given to me so I can now use this platform because, uh, you know, if I wasn't an agent, I didn't have Prince Mark in a group. I know a lot of the media outlets I've been on never would have happened, but I got, I was blessed to meet a lot of these people because, you know, through different PR campaigns or satellite media tours or documentaries and promotions, uh, you know, our media contacts are incredible. When my publicist started reaching out, even Chris Cromo was the first one that put me on. He's like, oh, he called me himself and said how proud he was and how near and dear the opiate epidemic is to him. And, uh, you know, it's just been... Uh, it's unbelievable, but, you know, that's really in a nutshell, I can sum up who I am in a sentence and I'm fine with that. I don't care if no disrespect to my clients, but like I said, that's a job. I'm blessed and privileged to work for who I work with. And, you know, Carmen Elector is near and dear to me, De Denise Richards, but again, you know, they're family. Um, and I love everyone and we work our butts off for each and every one of them. 
but you and I in a five minute conversation can connect better with any client or any of my best friends that I've been close with since I was five years old. Cause we understand this, you know, we understand the crap manufacturing machine that you and I have in between these two ears that could be turned on at any point. And we also understand what it's like to get through life during the most uncomfortable times, never feeling so comfortable without the thought of picking up a substance. And that's deep. That's what it's about. Well, well, Darren, that was, um, it, it's not often, as John will tell you, not often. I'm at a loss for words. I'm taking in everything that you're saying. Uh, it's truly, truly inspirational. And, you know, on, on, on the cusp of going, you know, in, into a new, a new level, I hope for myself, you know, by quitting Red Bull and quitting Kratom and all that. And, and really being at the point where I know I have to redouble my, my commitment to the spiritual world and to the pro program. I have to tell you personally, I, I really appreciate you being on today because you have, we have inspired one person at least, and that person is me. So thank you for that. I very much appreciate that. Great, man. Again, like I said, thanks for having me. It's a privilege. Of course. So man, what is, so you're, you're, a major celebrity agent and you're, you're pretty um you're pretty humble about that you you've mentioned a couple names but it definitely not in a name dropping sort of way at all but <laughs> real real quickly who are your current clients it's funny i was on um jazzin um network and my boy um uh uh Reyes, he uh he did a one-on-one -on -one with me and again it was just talking i was like you know what represented muhammad ali joe frazier evil knievel for for years before they passed and magic was my first still is i've got dennis Rodman, hulk hogan rick flair chippy chase jerry west um charlie sheen uh denise richards carmen electra um you know we've been very very fortunate dominique wilkins just spoke to him yesterday you know, a lot of uh, the iconic big names over the years. And, you know, I've been, you know, been at it for 26 years now. And, uh, you know, like I said, that they're, they're amazing people. I get to know the real Urban Johnson, not Magic Johnson. I get to know, you know, the real Terry Bollea, not Hulk Hogan. And, um, you know, that, that's been a, a real privilege and a real gift. Because, hey, just because they've got the fame and the fortune, the notoriety doesn't mean they're not human. And they don't go through their share of stuff, too. I mean, Carmen Electra and I, we get on the phone, it's an hour phone call. Just laughing and laughing and laughing. And, um, you know, we say how much we need to talk to each other because it just gets us right in that, right in that place. And, um, you know, everybody's going through something. And it's just, uh, it's, 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 it's really uh, incredible that, uh, you know, you know, the majority of the people I would say that I've surrounded myself with have created the best versions of themselves because if I chose to surround myself with negativity and people that are glasses half full instead of glass half empty instead of glass full, they're going to take me out of my spiritual realm so much quicker than I'll ever bring them to my way of life. So I have to keep those people at a distance. You know, I can't, um, I can't gravitate towards that too much. Uh, as Joel Olstein is a good friend says you have to love certain people from a distance. Um, you know, and our days are, our days, my days are full, man. I get a good seven, eight hours sleep a night. Like I said, I start with a good workout for 45 minutes. Um, we're doing constant business endorsement deals, uh, 
a lot of Zoom events, social media campaigns, obviously the public appearance spaces, you know, kind of gone missing until this pandemic stops. So we're doing a lot of motivational chats on um, on Zoom and different platforms. And uh, in the world of recovery, it's just been incredible too. I've been able to align myself with incredible partners like banning treatment centers. They've got 14 properties in four different states. And, you know, if people can't afford treatment, I actually have my own toll-free number, 888-6-DARREN, D-A-R-R-E-N. Uh, if anybody here is listening and, and needs some help, uh, whether you could afford it or not, you know, if you can't, you know, we do whatever we can to scholarship you. And I've got a, a platform that I came across six months ago that was perfect for a high bottom like me called Elite Home Detox. And these guys are licensed in about 30 states right now, and they can literally send to a high bottoms house for seven days straight, a legitimate detox with round the clock nurses and doctors. And those are for the egomaniacs like I was that thought I was too cool or too big to go to a rehab. And you know, none of these gifts, none of these gifts would have happened if I didn't get sober. None of these gifts would have continued to happen if I didn't write the book. And um, you know, like I said, I'm just filled with gratitude. We say the attitude of gratitude, sometimes it sounds corny, but I got it, man. I mean, I'm like right on that spiritual beam. And the days that I'm off, I know what to do to get right back on. I just can't roll around in it too long. Let's, uh, John, if you would put up for a moment, Darren, the phone number you gave us a moment ago, we'll put it mm -hmm. up on the screen so anybody uh, anybody watching can uh, take advantage of that, if that's all right. It's 888-6-Darren, D-A-R-R-E-N. All right, John, if you put that up for us in a moment when you have a chance, that would be great. So we'll uh, we, we'll get that up on the screen in a moment. Hey, Darren, are any a banyan tree? Are they are they a dog friendly rehab by chance? Uh, they've got they've got uh, some other properties that I believe allow dogs. They've got a property in Singer Island um, called Seaside, and that's more of a, a private facility. And I've seen them there before. I mean, what what would you and I do? Think about well, you this years ago, man. How, how could you and I ever be sent to a treatment center without our babies? Uh, you know, it's funny, man. The last, I've, I've been to treatment twice. And the last time I went four years ago before my before I started my three and a half years off opiates, I actually had my three pit bulls at rehab with me, if you can imagine that. And uh, I would uh, not have gone otherwise. You're right. The reason I ask, I can't believe I'm going to do this. I have never used the Talking Tough platform to bring up a business idea before, but I have to do it, man. I have a very dear friend of mine named Sean Abel in BF, Missouri. He's got, 10, he's got 10 acres out there running a pit bull rescue. Sean, unfortunately, is about to pass. And oh. she's on her way out, and there is nobody there to take this place over. We are looking for a recovery industry company to be gifted this land and the two houses on it if they will maintain the dogs on the property with somebody running that part that knows what they're doing. So I yeah, yeah. You said, yeah, send me some information on it, man. I'd love to look at it and see if I could find the perfect uh, partner to come in and take it over. Amazing. Thank you. Boy, talk about helping someone today. If this, if this comes out of that, that comes out of this conversation. We have we've serviced an amazing lady and her 80 or 90 beautiful pit bulls. There you go. Amazing. Okay. Amazing. Yeah, that would really be something.
So with, with everything going on in your life right now and in your world, what, what's, what are you most excited about waking up in the morning? What's the biggest I, I, thing in your life? You know, I, it, it's always a mix of recovery and business. You know, we have so much going on. I started a new company with my girls, Mathilda and Julia here uh, called Prince Digital Group, uh, which is completely pandemic friendly. And uh, it, it's, it's been unbelievable. I mean, it's all about social media campaigns and Zoom events and public relations and marketing for different brands and initiatives. And, you know, we're signing new accounts every week. And it's just nice because they're 30 and 31 years old and kind of see that excitement in their eyes as new accounts are coming in, they're closing deals and they get so passionate about who they're working for and, and what they're pitching and what celebrities we can pair up to do some social on. It's, uh, it's nice because, you know, uh, Magic told me at 24 when I signed him as my first client that if I didn't use him to knock down every door to become a success and bring in all the celebrities I can, he was going to fire me because life isn't about how successful he could become or he will become. It's how successful he makes everybody around him. So now at 50 years old, I'm understanding that it's about paying it forward. And I've been very blessed successfully uh, professionally to to be able to look out for those I care about and, you know, bring people that are qualified along for the ride and let them understand that um, you don't need to do it the way Darren Prince did it because, uh, uh, you know, a lot of those years I wasn't in the right mindset. But, hey, if they can learn from my mistakes and uh, gravitate towards my success, which I believe most people should be surrounding themselves with people like that in today's world because you save years and years of heartache and painful financial loss, then allow me to give it away to other people the same way my dad did for me for so many years when he was on this earth. How can, uh, how can we look at this, uh, this new enterprise that you've launched? Where do we find it? Uh, it's Prince Digital Group, www.princedigitalgroup.com. And, and who's, uh, a, who's an example? It doesn't have to be a name or a, a company name, but what, what would be a, example type of somebody you're helping now with that group um for that we, we, we have a, a company that denise richards is endorsing cv me uh skin cream collection and um basically when she launched it when she was the face and she did entertainment tonight and all the uh big top talk shows and re, uh kelly and uh kelly and ryan um you need social media support because at the end of the day celebrities only going to take you so far so partnered up with my boy uh uh, in Newport Beach, who just blew it out and got them an array of influencers, micro influencers that do all the swipe ups and holding the product. And, you know, now they've got a major distribution deal set up with Amazon in China. They're going to have that done here in America with Target, Amazon, Walmart. And that all happens from our work behind the scenes. And it's just super rewarding and, and pretty cool that. You know, we're able to do that. And, you know, even Steve in my office did a big project for Uber Eats on National Chicken Wing Day for Magic. And it was Magic Shack and Snoop that were a part of it. And, you know, man, years ago, growing up the business, I, I never would have, you know, thought that social media was even going to be anything and that it was going to blow up to what it is today. I was thinking about just listening to you. I mean, you say you never would have thought of that. If I... If 15 years ago, I said social media to you. I wouldn't know what I'm saying. You wouldn't know what I was talking about. It's, no. um, but, but you really managed to uh, obviously not only um, to grow it, but but embrace us. That's incredible. Uh, 
I'm just thinking, I'm thinking of so many people in my world, in my immediate sphere that would, that could, that could so gratefully avail themselves of what you're doing. Anyway, in other words, I may have some great clients for you. That's why yeah. I was asking about that. Cool, man. That's, that's fantastic. Um, yeah. I, I hope you don't mind, but I'm going to ask John to join us for a moment. And our okay. producer, John Pozorowski, I'm going to, I'm going to do that for a reason. Darren, you probably know, Darren, I, I come mainly from the mixed martial arts and professional wrestling worlds. Um, mm -hmm. I produced a show with Paul, with Perry years ago, Paul Hogan celebrity championship wrestling. Dennis was on that as well. I was, I was um, there. I, th I think that's when we first met. That, I think it is when we first met. Yes. Yes, with uh, with Eric Bish, Bish, yeah, Bish, Bish, Bischoff and Hulk said they really needed him. Dennis, him, and Hart didn't want to do it. I got the Hulkster on the phone with Dennis, and he's like, "Man, Hulk," he goes, "I can't tell you now." He goes, "All right, I'll friggin' do it." And he wound yep. up winning. He wound up winning the whole damn thing. <laughs> he did. <laughs> yes, he did. Uh, absolutely. That was that was a very interesting uh, one season experiment, no doubt. Um, yeah. How how's Hulk doing? He's doing well these days. Yes. Yeah, he's doing okay. You know, he had a couple surgeries that he, you know, openly talked about on, on social media. You know, his back, he had the big back one and something recently on his shoulder and bicep. But, but he's good. I had dinner with him about a month and a half ago down in Clearwater Beach, me and my boy Bo. And um, he's in a good place. He's in a really good, good place. I mean, the guy's got a, a heart of gold and uh, deserves that, you know. And his kids, I love to death. Brooke and Nick are no incredible human beings. Nick actually DJed my 50th birthday party back in February. Oh, no kidding. How cool. Yeah. Well, yeah. if, uh, if you think about it, please tell him I said hello and, and send my best if it comes to mind when you're speaking. With For him, sure. If you, would, if you wouldn't mind, I, I want to invite John on because John is probably the world's greatest expert in the pro, pro wrestling business. I have to put it that way, John. And I know I said, here's the part. I hope you don't mind. I know John has got to be dying to ask you some questions related to your pro wrestling experience <laughs> and clients. So of course. We've, been, we've been talking about some heavy, deep stuff, and I'm so happy that we did. But let's talk some pro wrestling for a moment, if that's all right. No problem. So, what is, away, so what's it like working with a Hulkster? You know, when I started getting into wrestling back in basically 1985, I mean, my God, he was the guy, you know, he was why yep. I got, you know, hooked on to wrestling. Me and my brother were obsessed with him. Uh, our cousin had the big standee. We, as soon as we saw it, we were in love with the Hulkster. So what's it like working with somebody, you know, like Hulk, who's larger than life? Yeah, he's amazing, man. I mean, Rick, you know, I spoke to Rick and Wendy, Rick Flair, a couple of days ago, too. They're just, they're, 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 they're great guys. I mean, Hulk specifically, um, you know, I always say, I think he's our, far and away, our biggest global client. You know, ma magic, obviously, as far as the business mogul side. But, you know, my God, I've been all over the world with him. And the reaction of people, it's like Superman just walked into a room. I've seen the biggest stars in the world, probably not since Ali and Frazier. I've ever seen such a reaction from the biggest stars in the world become mortal when a guy like Hulk walks into the room um, or a restaurant. And um, he just has that wow factor. But, but celebrity aside... I was down in Clearwater Beach probably maybe four or five years ago. I went to have dinner with him and Jennifer at the um, Sam Farwood's work. And basically, I walk him out front, gets his car at the valet, and he turns around and goes, brother, what time you fly home tomorrow? And I'm like, I'm, I, I think my flight's at like 12. Uh, I'll probably leave the hotel like 9.30. He goes, cool. I'll pick you up at 9.30. I'm like, 
you're not going to pick me up. The freaking airport's 40 minutes away. I'm like, hold don't worry about it. Get your sleep, get your rest. I know your back's banged up. It's like, nah, brother, call me in the morning. I didn't even call him because I felt so bad. I get a freaking call at 9 a.m. Brother, I'll be in front in 20 minutes. Make sure you got your ass out down there. And I just could not believe that he went out of his way to pick me up, drive me 40 minutes to the airport. You know, tell him, tell me he loves me. Gave me a big hug. Told, told him to send my his love to my mom and dad. That I called my dad from the airport, and he goes, "You tell that Terry Balea that I, as much respect as I've had for him, it just went up a notch." He goes, "I just cannot believe that." You know, my my guys say it too. It's funny. We've been around the biggest stars in the world, but every once in a while, you, you get around these guys so much, and you don't realize that when you're out and about with them, that's when you realize. Like once in a while, you get that moment. It's not from a starstruck him when it's like holy shit you know that the, the freaking that's the goat that's the guy right there you know mm-hmm. he's the one and uh but like i said it's the person that he is that just makes it that much more special because um you know he's got such a beautiful soul and he's such a a fan of my work and put up a post that made me cry my eyes out on my 50th birthday that you know uh, i asked god for the blessing and uh God said that I came correct. And because I came correct, he's going to make me a blessing to many others. Very nice. Yeah, that's awesome. He's such a great guy. I remember literally it was like 20 years ago. It was actually 18 years ago, 2002. Me and my buddy met him at an autograph signing. It was a book signing uh, in New Jersey, up uh, up in North New Jersey. I don't know if you remember bookends. Yep. but that, I, I, know, big... I, book ends. I, I did a book signing there. Yep. Yeah. Exactly yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. You know, in, in Ridgewood. So, yeah, me and my buddy, we meet him for autograph signing, and we look nothing like the Hardy Boys. Look, I'm uh, bald. I'm ugly. You know, I got a facial. I mean, it's, it's even then I saw the facial and stuff. So, me and my buddy walk over, and he goes, "Hey, uh, what's up, Hardy Boys?" And we're joking around with him, saying, "You know, we've been fans forever." He goes, "Oh, how, how? You know, when is your first memory of me?" So we're, you know, we're going along, we're going along, and Brock Lesnar had just beat him up. We're like, "Why don't you wrestle Brock Lesnar in Survivor Series and get your rematch?" And you know, we're bullshitting with, and they're trying to rush us through the line. So me and my buddy, we're like, oh, can we get a picture? The, the people at the bookstore are like, no, there's no pictures. So we leave, and me and my friend, we look at each other like, well, I didn't get a book for my brother. He goes, I didn't get a book for my brother. Why don't we go back in line and get another book signed by him? So we purposely waited another two hours. We were the last people in line. Right wow. before we walk up to Hulk, uh, my buddy turns to me. And he goes, what if he doesn't remember us? And I go, oh, my God. I go, I got so nervous. I was like, damn it. We just had the best experience in the world with him. What if he doesn't remember us? But it, he's like, but that was two hours ago. He'll he'll forget. I'm like, it's like, damn it. That would kind of suck, though. So Jimmy Hart is sitting next to him. He looks at us. Yeah. He looks at Jimmy Hart. He goes, look who's back. The Hardy boys are back. We're like, oh, my God. Okay. He remembered us. And then he That's goes, didn't you guys want a picture earlier? And he goes, and this woman said you couldn't get a picture? And I was like, yeah. He goes, these guys bought four books. He goes, they're getting a picture. So he came around. He put Jimmy Hart like in front of us, gave us of the course, picture. Of course, with the megaphone. Yep. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> so I still, I still the, the guy, picture. J- J- yeah, Jimmy's my savior. He's the best. He gets on the plane with him and goes everywhere when we need him. But, um, yeah, it's. Uh, I'm not surprised. I mean, you know, I've seen all those. Uh, I've seen all this experience countless times again and again and again. And, uh, you know, he's a real humble guy and, you know, truly appreciates the love from his fans. And, um, you know, like I said, it's, uh, you know, he's somebody, I don't think a call ever ends with guys like him and Rick without us telling each other that we, that I love you, you know, and, mm. um, you know, it's special to have that with those two Kings cause they both are. 
Yeah, absolutely. And it's interesting that Hogan, the biggest name ever, might be the nicest guy. I mean, I've met, as a fan, countless guys, and he might be, him and Piper and maybe like Sting are like the three nicest guys. Yeah, I've worked with Piper for about five years, me and my boy Nicky C. Uh, he was a first-class act. I loved him. Um, but, you know, it's, it's, I love that story about Hulk because when me and my boy Bo took him, uh, we went for dinner um, about a month and a half ago, he's asking about like certain projects we're working on. And, you know, he loves doing the appearances and the fan experiences, but it's kind of hard for him to travel now. So kind of, he's taken off a, about a year and a half on And I said, Hulkster, you know, that we're doing a lot of them on Zoom right now. It's like, how does that work? And I was like, look, a lot of these promoters, Wizard World, Comic Cons, you know, people at 30 seconds. It's a UNM split screen. They get to say whatever they want to you, you know, tell them what you meant to them and their family. And uh, maybe you just get a bunch of photos sent to you in advance. You sign them and they ship it to the person. It seems to be working. He's like, brother, 30 seconds? I'm not giving somebody 30 seconds. They wait their whole life. And that's all I'm allowed to give them. And I go, well, they kind of want to you know, speed up the lines. Because nah, that ain't me, brother. He goes, if somebody has been waiting their whole life to meet me. I, I'm not looking at a clock for 30 seconds. I'm not going to be interested in that format. That that That's terrible. Yeah, good for yep. him, man. That's awesome. Yeah, he's, nice he's awesome. He's one of those guys, too, when you meet him, like, he wants to make it personal. So, like, obviously with us, you know, he's joking around with us. You know, somebody before him, they, they might get emotional with him. Or something. He always makes each person feel special. So I feel like yeah. like I'm thinking I met him, like, four or five times. It's one of those things. It's like every time he says you know, something cool, something positive, and he loves, you know, the, the that uh, you're a fan, and he truly appreciates you being a fan. Unlike some of the other guys, just, you know, like you said, speed through 30 seconds. They would love it. Oh, 30 seconds, exactly. it, bing, bang, boom, boom. Not the biggest yeah. star of all time. Nope, nope. And, and I think a lot of the younger generations, you know, needs to understand that, you know, and, and that's why he is so universally beloved and has so many fans around the globe and uh, has inspired so many people and uh, was at one point Make-A-Wish's number one most requested uh, celebrity of all time. Yep. You know, he kind of put them on the map, really. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, John, and Rick, I don't want to. John I was going to say, I don't want to go on too much. I can go on all night about Hogan. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, Darren, man, thank you. Um, I, I am going to email you about this dog rescue in the middle of Northern awesome. Missouri. That would, any, any, any ideas would be incredibly uh, welcomed and appreciated. Thank you. And, awesome. Uh, man, it's just it's really, so good to see you doing so well, man. It really is, especially in this day and age when there is so much, so much negativity out there. You said it, man. Surround yourself with positive people that have something going on. And I, I feel blessed to have spent this last hour plus with you because it's been nothing but positivity, especially keeping in mind we've talked about things that are such tough and challenging subjects. So, man, heartfelt thank you. I really appreciate it. Thanks, man, for having me. And uh, let's keep in touch. And like I said, let's see, uh, you know, how many lives we've touched. And People can find me on Instagram at agent underscore DP. If they want a free hardcover color copy of Aiming High, we ship them out free of charge. Just need an address. And uh, I'm also on Facebook at Darren Prince. Uh, so, you know, if uh, we touch somebody and they've got some more questions or to teeter-tottering have that breakthrough, I'm more than happy to call, message, whatever we got to do to get them the help that they need. Thanks for making yourself available like that. The book is aiming high. I read it. It's amazing. 
They can also reach out to 886-DARREN. Is that correct? 886-DARREN? Eight, uh, at, eight, at agent underscore DP. Okay, at agent underscore DP. Very good. Good. We'll put that up again on our website and on our Talking Tough platform so people will be able to reference those after the fact. Um, it's Rick Bassman here with Darren Prince and for John Pozorowski of Two Man Power Trip signing off today from Talking Tough. Thank you so much, Darren. Thanks, man. Enjoy Mally. I'm jealous. Let me tell you something you already know. The world ain't all sunshine and rainbows. It's a very mean and nasty place, and I don't care how tough you are, it will beat you to your knees and keep you there permanently if you let it. You, me, or nobody is going to hit as hard as life. But it ain't about how hard you hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. How much you can take and keep moving forward. That's how winning is done. Now, if you know what you're worth, now go out and get what you're worth. But you got to be willing to take the hits and not pointing fingers saying you ain't where you want to be because of him or her or anybody. Cowards do that and that ain't you. You're better than that.